0: What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Do you want me to introduce you as Dave Bird or Lil Dicky? Uh,
1: um, you know, probably Dave Bird. Really? Really? Yeah, because I
0: had in my mind little Dicky. Yeah, but I get it because your name is Dave Bird.
1: I'm a man right here in front of you, named Dave Bird.
0: Right, like you're not. Your name's not little Dicky. That's no. your rap name. Of course. Okay. I
1: should save all this for the thing, right? We're, we're talking. I oh, mean, I already, guess we're, we're yeah. We're, we're already recording. Right? Okay. We're in.
0: Okay, so Dave Bird, yeah. welcome to Call Her Daddy.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Also known as Little Dicky. Yeah. How are you feeling today?
1: Great. I love the colors.
0: It's our new studio. We're still trying to figure it out. I would say... I love it. I'm having a panic attack because I'm like a little OCD. So like I know everything that's wrong with this studio. I was actually just having a meltdown before you came
1: here. What's wrong with it right now?
0: So I am really frustrated with the close-up shots because the... Um, is
1: that the close-up? Is mm-hmm,
0: this... You can see the close-up shot. What I'm not loving right now yeah. is the wide shot is phenomenal. You get to see the different textures mm. and the colors. Yeah. But the close-up shot of you and I... We're not there yet.
1: I think my close-up is better than yours. Would mm-hmm. you agree?
0: I think it's because you've got the nice hair. What's this? That, <laughs>
1: that, is that a pink, that pink book? is we're, great.
0: We're going to replace that pink book, though, with a pink Call Her Daddy book. Okay. But we put it in there because I wanted to find something that I want to like look basically exactly like that. But just say Call Her Daddy. Placeholder placeholder you yeah. know we're still trying to figure out i would say the lighting's still off the call her daddy sign isn't lit we could go on and on yeah. um the camera angles may be a little tilted it's not perfectly centered i'm
1: honored to be a part of like the figuring it out stage yeah, 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 of yeah.
0: This. but you from like just a complete outsider coming in you were like this is good yes does um, it make you want to like spill your life secrets
1: uh, not inherently but it's mm. just like if I had to like repaint my kitchen I would repaint it like this mauve that like I, mm. I th- would you say this is mauve
0: yeah it's like a, it's a very very neutrally pinkish beiges That's one of my
1: favorite it, colors is really yeah like i love this i I, you know like i said if i was buying a new house and i had it and this is not just me saying it to you because i'm here in your mauve
0: yeah yeah yeah. but
1: i would really like i think that is the right color
0: i can give you the color from my designer okay great it took me a long time because actually this studio is the exact color of my closet and i wanted to feel like we were kind of in my house yeah while not being in my house yeah island season six daddy gang we got a text (laughs) i am so ready for love island to be back i am obsessed okay the one and only ariana maddox is hosting the new season of love island usa out june 11th on peacock we are talking a brand new villa loaded with fresh bombshells, and our favorite Scottish hottie, Ian Sterling, is back narrating all the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by NARS. Daddy gang, it is time to talk makeup, okay? The truth is no one wants to take a risk when they're buying new makeup, like especially when it's foundation. Luckily, NARS Light Reflecting Foundation is a pretty clear choice. Here's the thing. I just am so particular about foundations because a lot of times I'm like, I want it to cover the blemishes, but I also don't want it to look obvious. The worst is when you do your makeup inside and you go outside and you look at yourself in a mirror in the car and you're like, (gasps) what? the hell just happened nars light reflecting foundation takes on blemishes dark spots and redness smoothing and evening skin tones but resulting in a totally natural looking finish if you are looking for a natural glowy instant buildable breathable coverage that lasts all day look no further nars light reflecting foundation see your skin in its best light visit narscosmetics.com or tap the banner to shop now Okay, so how did you pick your outfit today?
1: Oh, very little thought went into it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it's uh, comfortable. Mm. This is a matching top and bottom, so they're meant to be worn together. It's so comfortable, and I just like the, I like the way I look in it, genuinely. Like, I feel good. Like, I think I look good right now in this sweatsuit. I agree. I like your outfit a lot, too. Thank
0: you. I can give you my merch
1: is oh is that merch it's Um, my merch yeah uh, unwell university that's not an actual college got it it should be though yeah i didn't even read the words but it's it's really well designed you just like the look you didn't even like hone in i just like the green i like that we're both independently wearing solid
0: i kind of agree suits i agree comfort so i kind of want you to give like a little intro bio to yourself for the listeners at home the viewers at home that are like Dave.
1: who is this guy who is
0: this guy like give us a little elevator pitch
1: yeah i was born uh in a town called Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. It's like a suburb outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, like a nice man, uh, love sports, love uh, rapping, music. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I'm a comedian at heart and professionally. Mm -hmm. Always kind of like love making people laugh. Probably my favorite thing to do in the world is to make people laugh. And I've really tried to take that attitude and create a lifestyle out of it, which I guess I have and uh yeah i I don't i mean there's i could go on and on is that a reasonable intro that was perfect because we're
0: gonna get we're gonna get into it but i wanted you to be able to kind of like tell me first so i have an interest in like where you went with it yeah you are a comedian yeah you have a show called dave Dave. which is out now
1: yeah third season yeah (laughs) yes
0: You know, guys, let's give them a little behind the scenes. We're recording this a little before it comes out, but right now we're like, it is out. Go watch season three. Yeah,
1: it's out. It's the best season yet.
0: So the show is loosely based off of your life. That's right. How do you describe the show to people that haven't watched it?
1: Like I said, I've always been like a comedian at heart. So like my whole life, I've been the guy that's like trying to make all their friends laugh. And just like, I feel like conversationally being funny is where I thrive more than like the way like Will Ferrell can do all these like really dynamic personas. Like I'm kind of trying to be funny in the moment. And I feel as though my show like tries to capture that realism of like a coming of age guy and his group of friends as they're trying to achieve their dreams in life. Mine, which in the show and reality is being a professional rapper. I've lived this life. Like I am a rapper and I, for a while I was only a rapper. I didn't have this show. And as that was happening, I was like, you know, able to observe and be like this life that I'm living is so inherently funny. Like the, the setting couldn't be more fruitful for a, a comedy TV show.
0: It's kind of interesting to hear you say that, too, because I feel like a rapper, hmm. most rappers are not also comedians.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's cool that I do. both right? I think that's cool of me. Which one do you like more? <laughs> I love them both evenly. Okay. Um, truly. Okay. Uh, like even and, and even as a rapper, I, I inject my comedy and even in my comedy, I inject my rap. So it's like they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, down. yeah. That so, being said, rap is certainly like a young man's game. Like, am I going to be a rapper when I'm 50? I don't know. But will I still be making really funny content? Definitely.
0: Oh, so you've got like longevity. I
1: don't want to rule out rapping when I'm no. 60. Like, I feel like I'd if I can do that, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, you could be bringing it in yeah. your 60s.
1: Well, you know, you could be, be figuring cool. it out. Yeah.
0: So your name is Dave. That's right. And we're talking about your show, Dave. Yeah. But now let's talk about you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Okay. You grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Tell me about your childhood. What was it like?
1: Amazing. Incredible. Had the best parents, still have the best parents, like felt so unconditionally loved, had the best group of friends. The only like adversity trauma was penis related.
0: Let's talk about that. Yeah. Your rap name Lil Dicky stems from the fact that you had a medical issue
1: yeah, I, I, well, exactly. A little dicky when I think of as a rap name, I think of like small penis, which really isn't. But it's like it's I think the spirit of the rap name was based off of the bleak truth of growing up and immediately having to get like operated on on my dick.
0: Why did you have to get operated on?
1: It's called hypospadias, okay. which is um, first off, there were several operations and I don't even know all the facts at hand because I wasn't I was so young
0: like how young I've
1: just reached I just told my assistant I said hey like can we look into my medical records from like the birth and like all that because I just like my, even my parents like they can only like they're like well yeah, I think it was that and then I'm just trying to get like the actual true facts really? how young newborn like newborn baby like has to get surgery on his dick my urethra was so tangled it was like my mom says it was like a corkscrew
0: Oh my, that's so interesting. So I couldn't
1: piss right. I I mean, they're projecting I wouldn't be able to come right. They're projecting that for me.
0: And so you'd multiple, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is like, so you went basically, because normal like little boys are like, maybe I guess in the United States, you're getting circumcised. You had to get
1: multiple surgeries. I was like overly circumcised. I was like, you know, I I did get circumcised too. So, but like, yes, I... They had to fix the tangled urethra. On top of that, there was like this condition called hypospadias that like isn't necessarily it's it's really a mislocated pee hole.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. It does is it actually not at the tip? Like is your pee hole like on the side of your penis? Do you want to give it? Yeah. Let's give a little example. Yeah, here you will, go. Yeah. Okay. Like, Let's just keep yeah. it real.
1: <laughs> so this is a boner.
0: Yep. That is a boner. Or
1: any dick. This looks like a boner more than a soft <laughs>
0: Celsius is like, thanks.
1: Right like, here let's... in the middle is where most guys pee holes are. Mm-hmm. Mine is there. So
0: like if a girl is giving you head or a guy is giving you head, mm-hmm. sometimes there's like a little swirly thing you can do with your tongue to kind of like go in the pee hole. Okay. Um, so they would have to go down and... You,
1: you, whatever swirly thing you would do to the underside of the head mm-hmm. would be where my pee hole is.
0: Got it.
1: I, I do. I mean, I've never had another... <laughs> yeah, here. <laughs>
0: Rest of the interview you're just yeah. like holding the shaft
1: i've never had another dick so i don't know right. what like getting head supposed to feel like i do think that i have less sensitivity in my dick because of the surgeries that i've had
0: so you don't like blowjobs
1: i like blowjobs but it's not i'm not like like mm-hmm. honestly i prefer a lubed hand job to a blowjob and i couldn't tell you why i assume it's probably because i think i just feel head less as opposed to like the tight grip, the tight a,
0: grip gets you going more than yeah. the sloppy toppy delight situation. Yeah, yeah. would you like both? Uh, <laughs> a little just, handy and a blowy,
1: maybe. Sure. Okay. I can just all I can tell you is I have a surprising affinity for the lubed hand job. Like I love it.
0: I think sometimes. At least I feel like as women, we get nervous to do the hand job. Yeah. Because it's like, how am I going to do that better than you can do it yourself? It's
1: it's, it's a third party. It's like yeah. nothing. Feel, you know what I mean? Like it's just obje- like any third party touching a human feels like if I scratch my own head, that's not going to feel better than even right. my hairdresser you know scratching my coming. head. Yeah. Like when
0: you're doing it yourself, you're like, I know where I'm going to go next yeah. with my fingers. The third party. Yes. It's like, where are we going to go with it? Yeah. Okay. So your childhood, aside from the penis surgeries. Yeah was pretty great. It
1: was great. What well, was
0: tell yeah. me about your parents.
1: They're great. They're they're Jewish mm-hmm. parents that my mom is a therapist.
0: Same. Yeah. I mean
1: Is really the same?
0: I think we have a lot of similarities in terms of like growing up in Pennsylvania, my parents are still so in love. Yeah. I was like, well you guys fucked me up because I'm never gonna find someone as good as dad. Right. And it's just like I had a pretty normal childhood for then. I think where relative to like where we are now. Yeah. But the Jewish, I'm dating a Jewish guy.
1: Good for you. So
0: I, I'm like, it's as if I wish my mother would have sat me down at a young age and said, "Listen to me, date a Jewish man and only date a Jewish man." Hmm. I don't know how I didn't have this energy in my life prior. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just so much better. Everything is better. Yeah. Everything is bigger and better and happier and just like he's amazing so your parents were they strict
1: oh yeah tell us about it I mean, i thought of them as like kind of strict but i never like when i but when i look back at the facts at hand like i mean i never drank or smoked at all in high school okay in part because of the rules and regulations that were applied to the household first off i had the earliest curfew of all my friends every time by default it's just like is what it is but even independent of that i had to come home like when i was junior senior in high school i had to wake my parents up blow in their nose. If my mouth smelled like obviously alcohol done, but if it even smelled like mint or gum done, like if there was (laughs) any like, yeah. So it's like, I couldn't, isn't that crazy?
0: Wait, what did they think was happening with mint or gum?
1: They thought I was drinking and then trying to cover it up with the mint or gum. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, Yep. Yep.
1: So I never even drank, but I also, I think deep down was relieved by these rules because I wasn't even socially ready. Like I was like fearful of like drinking Why
0: do you think that was?
1: I don't know. I honestly think, uh, I don't know. I think uh, truly the reason I bring up my dick is because it created this like layer of like insecurity Mm -hmm. uh, that was ever present socially, especially like once people started dating and like hooking up and like now they're playing spin the bottle and it's like so stressful and like I just like associated like I think drinking with like romance and, and romance with like, oh my God, but does my dick even function? And so I was just like pretty avoidant of like, you know, even though I was like popular and uh, I was cool. Like I was so cool.
0: Okay. There's but... so many things to unpack <laughs> here. Hold on. Yeah. Rewind. Number yeah. one, do you have siblings?
1: I have one older brother.
0: Interesting. But I carry
1: myself like an only child, don't I?
0: You do. Yeah. It almost feels like you just like popped out of the ground and like yeah. you're here. Yeah. I get though the concept of like, I had that a little bit also just because I was a very competitive athlete of like. Drinking when you're at that age is kind of scary because all of your inhibitions go away and you're completely out of control of yourself. And at yeah. that point, you have like no fucking tolerance. So you're like one beer in and you're like, oh, let's do some crazy shit. Yeah. And if you were insecure about your penis, then obviously I could see you being like, I want to be aware of how to like navigate these situations and not be inebriated and yeah. then like go do something and I'm embarrassed the next day. When do you think you realize, though, you were embarrassed about your penis? Because like I no one even, knew about it. I can't it. remember
1: a time where I wasn't like I like it's like the earliest core thought. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, oh, but I can tell you when I felt unembarrassed for the first time. Oh, which is please share. Like, I start my whole series of my show, like, at the urologist's office, like, revealing all this information. It was just, like, a true cathartic moment for me to, like, because I don't know. I just think – I think if I had this image in my brain, mm. for better or for worse, of, like, what I am as far as, like, my legacy on this earth. And right. I think it was really largely tied to, like, this show being created. And, like, so I feel like by becoming who I always thought I was with this show – I was able to like put behind my insecurities and just I don't, like, it, it, do you know what I'm saying? I
0: totally get what you're saying of sometimes the best way to deal with insecurity is to just go at it face first, yeah. like address it, acknowledge it, be the first one in the room to laugh at yourself. Yeah, I had like really, really bad acne mm. in high school and in middle school, but high school got so bad. Accutane. Oh, four rounds. Maybe. I was on
1: it last year. That recently. I just got off. Like three months ago, I got off.
0: You look great. Was your acne on your face? Body. Body.
1: Insane body. My back looked like Vietnam.
0: Let's talk about that Vietnam situation. Because I had it on my face. You had it on your back. I'm sure people listening are like, thank God, normalize it. It, Because it's so fucking awful. Yeah. You hate it. You're embarrassed. I remember that obviously affected me like with my sexuality a little bit because I was so nervous. I wanted to sleep at a guy's place. Yeah. Like I wanted to go and like be there, but I was too afraid to wake up with no makeup in the morning. So I would literally like, if I did sleep over, I'd be like,
1: yeah, I relate to that.
0: Fucking move an inch because I didn't bring makeup and I can't like fuck it up because I had such bad acne. Yeah. How do you remember trying to compensate for an insecurity and like going out of your way so people wouldn't know about something you're insecure about well
1: with the body acne like literally like a i would i first off when i'm alone i sleep shirtless like i much but like anytime i was with a girl i would wear a t-shirt and i'd be like oh yeah i I always sleep with a t shirt and then like if it was after we had sex i don't have sex in a t-shirt Okay. but like i remember like like walking to the it was really my back not my front and i would be like like, I would like walk out of the room backwards and be like, I'll see you like in a minute. And then we'd like back out of the room. But like, even <laughs> like, in high school when I had more facial acne, this is one thing that I don't even think I told anybody. You get the exclusive. Okay. Yeah. I used to go into my mom's makeup area, mm-hmm. take little cotton swabs and scrape out her Laura Maracier or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I would scrape uh, fucking makeup and then I would. You know, have and then so every morning I'd wake up and I'd have these Q tips that the end of it had makeup on it and then I would apply it like to the spots and then I would like like if like I brushed my face and like I'd be like, Holy shit and I'd be panicked and I have to go to the bathroom and reapply it and I never told anybody. And it was a big secret. I used to always have these little q tips on me all the time. Um, I
0: appreciate you sharing that with yeah. me because what I don't think is fair is for the fact that I had the ability to like put makeup on and then socially it's like you're wearing fucking makeup, Dave. But it's yeah. like, yeah, I have a breakout and it's like how red it gets and it's it's fucking awful. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I've ever since I've just been like opened up about it. I hate using that word like opened up about the struggles, but it's true because like when you're in those dynamics – you are so self-conscious people are staring at it yeah you feel so embarrassed you feel like gross and i think when it's also on your face you're like oh my god are they listening to what i'm saying are they staring at me like i used to hold drinks just like when i'd be talking if i had like Mm. i would just be like this
1: drink trick yeah and it's like
0: it's not a great way to live so i appreciate you sharing that back to you didn't drink Mm. when do you remember was the first time you got drunk
1: college like where'd you go university of richmond
0: That's a fun school, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So all of a sudden, thrust into the world of like full on binge drinking. You know what I mean? Like having never even gotten buzzed Mm -hmm. and really stressful, like totally in over my head. The thing that saved me was I had, you know how like some shot glasses are like taller? Mm -hmm. So I had this tall thin shot glass that I was told or was under the assumption that it was a double shot. So I would. I would go out and think I was like all my friends like we would take like six to eight shots and go out. And like I would only take three of the or four of the doubles thinking like I was taking eight. And thank God because I.
0: And you're like, guys, I'm fine. I've got the double. Yeah. I don't need another one. I'm over here having doubles.
1: But man, like, you know, at Richmond, uh, it's so fraternity and sorority based. Mm. And I'm like not that guy. I'm like not a like I felt. And so like I, I was like, you know, one of my roommates was like pledging a frat. And I'm seeing this guy get woken up at, like, 2 a.m. with no, like, planning or any idea to, like, get blacked out drunk. They're not, like, I have no clue what this guy schedules the next day. Like, he could have, like, a huge exam. Doesn't matter. And I'm like, I can't play this game. Like, they're waking me up and I'm getting blacked out. I can't do that. I'm trying to get, like, a great GPA.
0: So you were very socially popular you said in high school yeah but you're not drinking yeah did you play sports
1: played tennis i was a tennis team captain okay on the the most successful tennis team in the history of our high school (laughs) uh but like that didn't really give us any social cachet no one cared about that i was gonna say i don't think
0: i would have given a fuck i was just
1: funny i was just i was just funny so like i was like one class clown and like you know i was friends with all the popular kids or whatever but like i was never the guy that was like the girls wanted
0: got it okay so tell me
1: yeah when did you lose your virginity 19 so like I was like and so I was it was like after freshman year of college like in between the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college
0: okay bring us there where were you who was this person I don't I don't like the name I'm not gonna give give the names I'm not not
1: gonna but all I can tell you is I just remember like my main thought being like oh my god it it functions my dick functions and like it was such a relief in that sense like I was like so nervous that it wouldn't like be big enough or like be the right angle when like a girl comes on top or like you know what I mean and like
0: had you never jerked off
1: oh my god no one jerked off more
0: no I was setting
1: like land speed records for masturbation in like the tri-state area (laughs) I jerked off so much no one horny or no one no one coming more but like not with any woman
0: So for your whole middle school, high school experience, do you remember the first time you jerked off? Yeah. Tell me.
1: Britney Spears, the music video where she's, it's it's like she's in the red suit, like on like Mars. Lucky. I don't think it's lucky. I think it's like, oops, I did it again. Is it? What's the, not the school, not the schoolgirl one. What was that one called? Is that Oops, I Did It Again? I don't think it is. I know
0: what you're talking about. She's in the she's red in, fucking latex. There's not
1: even a piece of skin showing. Not you know, it's like a bizarre choice. <laughs> oh like it's God. just, so, she's never been more covered. Uh, but yeah, it was Britney Spears. And I, First off, so I was, I was jerking mm-hmm. off. Felt the feeling of, of about to come and was so scared by, it was so different that I stopped and I didn't come. And I and then I didn't revisit it until like six months later at summer camp. And then I creamed. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You like edged yourself for six fucking months. You're like.
1: And then man like was deep in it. A new
0: man was born.
1: Every day at least once. um, I was. Yeah. I mean, the the women were blossoming and I was like, just like, you know, the music videos that were out, TRL. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? How are you, you going to watch TRL without jerking off at least one time? You know.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Because I thought you were going to say you splooge to Britney Spears, but to know you started and you were just too afraid because of your yes. dick or because of like shame or whatever.
1: I don't think it was dick or shame. It was just an overwhelming feeling. I was like, whoa, like new feeling in life. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like risk averse, like uh not like you know how people like to be out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. don't like that at all I hate the feeling of being out of my comfort zone so when I felt that sensation of like pre-come um you're like
0: nah. not ready I wasn't ready not ready yeah when was the first time like a woman touched you sexually was it the first time you lost your virginity
1: no um, okay well
0: tell us that
1: I said I wasn't like the guy that got girls but I was certainly best friends with Every all Mm. the and so I was like hanging out with all the hot cool girls in my school, Mm -hmm. and then one day, like, first off, let me tell the story of my first kiss, just so you're like aware of like the climate.
0: Bring us through the timeline. I'm
1: the last guy to like everyone. Like I don't know if they used to call it uh like pruding. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. Yes,
0: you're so fucking prude. Let's deprude you. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. oh, so
1: everyone in my entire circle had kissed someone except me. I was the last one, and like I'm sitting in like my friend's basement and like they're like they're like please someone's got to just kiss him and i'm just sitting there and then like one of the girls is like just do it and she was like ah she was like really and then like they she went and like had like a full, she was like oh like let me and then the, the girls like went in the bathroom and like had like a 10 minute convo while Classic. i'm like waiting to see how it netted out And then she came out and she was like, "Okay." and I did it. And it was like really over. It was like the feeling of saliva, like tongue to tongue. I'm kind of a germaphobe, like Mm -hmm. it's like weird. Um, But I was thankful that I was given the opportunity.
0: Did you feel in that moment embarrassed so that everyone was like, just fucking do it? I was so
1: like, yes, but it was so like my default state of like how I was socially and how that it didn't feel new it felt like i was this was just like the state of life it, it felt unremarkable but like when i think back to it i'm like that's interesting
0: that is yeah it is.
1: And but i was relieved to like now like to like have like that was m- more of a relief i think than losing my virgin although that was a big relief oh, okay. as well i was in well, college we're gonna go
0: through and, all the release. today yeah. so
1: um Then I had this opportunity one time where like I was hanging out with two girls and they were just like, do you want to feel our boobs at the first? But this was before I even kissed a girl. So actually, this is before that.
0: Okay, Dave. And so
1: I actually felt breasts before ever kissing a girl. And I was like my rep like around town was like I was really good at like tickling the breast and like making the nipple hard. And that was like I felt I felt pride.
0: Did you have any technique when you actually did it? Or were no, you really just like
1: instinctive touch. Just like I think <laughs> I think I have a good touch. Like I have a good delicate touch. Like me as a lover is not like a an aggressor. I'm like really gentle and sweet and delicate. Um and I applied that even back then. But like for example, I felt both their breasts at the same time and they were like, Now let us feel your dick and it like it was like a siren. It was like, you know, as if like a bomb got dropped and all I heard was the white noise and I had to like make up an excuses to like why I I wasn't ready I didn't my dick was so small oh. and fucking scarred oh. and I just couldn't even deal with it so I made up and I was like ah oh, no and made up some excuse that I can't even recall um, and then I'm telling my friend about this experience I'm like man like I just felt their boobs at the same time and like they wanted to feel my dick and I was and then my mom was on the other end of it and she was like hang up the phone right now <sighs> and then I had to go up there. And be lectured by my loving, wonderful parents about how, like, the crowd I was moving with was too fast. And I I was literally like, what does it even matter? Because I'll never show anyone my dick anyways because the whole and I started crying. Like, that's kind of like what was going on. I was like crying in front of my parents about my dick sucking.
0: And what did your parents say? They were
1: so sweet, and they were, uh, and they were like very empathetic. They didn't realize it was still bothering me, and but very awkward conversations to be having. Like wanted no part of that.
0: Totally, I love how your mom is like. This crowd is moving too fast. You're like, I've been the last to get kissed. Yeah, with, I yeah. don't drink. Yeah, I s- literally give you my breath every fucking exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah, I
1: couldn't be moving slower. <laughs> literally, yeah.
0: would you have conversations? with girls that you start, it can't it's okay. Don't,
1: can't. okay
0: you're like a contortionist mm-hmm. it's gonna get better you're gonna come back on for season four and we'll have it
1: all figured out Ergonomically sound setup
0: what's the youngest you got a girlfriend
1: senior year of high school
0: okay so when you had your girlfriend senior year of high school are you telling girls no no
1: Oh, my God, no.
0: So you're the perf – you're really good at avoiding. Yeah. And coming up with, like, can't right now because I got to my yeah. mom's over there. Like, oh, how yeah. would you Let's, avoid it?
1: I mean, I would control the lighting whenever, like, for years. Like, really, like, up until, like, maybe 2018. Like, really, like, can't – daytime. We, this is- we don't do this stuff in the daylight, you know? And just I- – I have, like, a funny – like, that I can, like, disarm with comedy, I guess. Right. But yeah, no, I was very avoidant and, uh, but I will say this mm-hmm. in my experience, like once I was like, there was a point in time where I was just like, fuck it. I'm let the light occur. And I feel as though for the most part, a lot of women might not exactly know exactly what a dick is supposed to look like. And so when I realized that, cause it's not that crazy, okay. What's like,
0: crazy about it?
1: I don't know when they appear, but I had these little black dots on my dick.
0: Okay. Like I, a freckle. Mm, Bigger. I'd say, I'd
1: say like a poppy seed.
0: A poppy seed.
1: Like three dimensional. Cute. And I was like, mom, I got to have these black dots removed from my dick. Okay. So I got them removed. One of the black dots got like, I guess I don't, my this is, and this is all like my theory. Right. Like I don't even, that's why I'm asking for the medical yep. records. Yep. All I know is, I had black dots, got them removed. Then, after I got one of them removed, all of a sudden, where one of the black dots was, pee now shoots out of that like spot. So, I when I pee, I actually have a main hole that's mislocated to begin with. This main hole, uh-huh. as if I didn't have enough problems, a new hole that's like so. It's like a pin prick. You wouldn't even be able to really see it. You would if I like stretched my dick out and said, "Look right in this spot." Mm-hmm. So when I piss, it's two holes, and it's like like if i i have to when i pee it at like a urinal like i take my finger my pointer finger and i clog it and i just piss on my finger every time i pee or if i'm by myself i'll pee sitting down to avoid that and just it'll trickle all over my balls
0: i was gonna say you could sit down that's always i a sit down thing.
1: every time i pee but in a public setting i mean right, it's a men's room in the the stall is like the most atrocious place on I earth. i get it
0: okay first of all i just want to say i do because i know there's a lot of joking that goes around this i actually really do appreciate you being so open about it. Cause one, I know we said like deal with your insecurities head on. However, I think that something that is like your dick or like for women, it's like your tits or like, what is your labia look like? Like it is a huge thing that can affect your self worth and like how you feel about yourself. And so I appreciate you being honest because I can imagine there's so many fucking people that are so insecure about, a body part and I think especially for men it's like that is like what gives you your manhood yeah and so I can imagine like as much as you've now turned it into like you've joked about it and you've made it your own and it's like that shit is like kind of fucking scarring yeah no pun intended it is like really I really
1: think I don't think anything has informed like the DNA of my personality more than like I'm not like bringing it up because I think it's like this is so funny it's like it's not like a lowbrow thing I actually think it's like yeah. interesting that how this is totally like totally. shaped like my per- personality.
0: I think anytime you have an insecurity and like we talked about, like you avoid, you like deflect, like you become so good at avoiding just like accepting yourself, which is really what it is. Yeah. Now that you've been so open about it in your career, mm-hmm. has it alleviated in terms of when you meet, like, do you have a girlfriend right now? Yes. Okay. So. Let's. We'll get there. But like before, even meeting your girlfriend or your girlfriend now, because you're so public. Like my name's little dicky. I'm yeah. owning all this. Does it alleviate the pressure now of when you meet a potential romantic partner? Yeah. That you kind of are like, yeah, it's my bit. Like my dick has got this shit. Like what's up?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I would say. I also was like, man, am I just like putting such a bullseye on? Like pay attention to this. Like you know, if you weren't paying attention before. Now, like maybe I'll really luckily I, m- I met my girlfriend like right when the show came out. So I was okay. even like I even sh- there's one episode of season one of my show that's like deeply about this exact topic. And I remember like the second date I had with her. She was at my house and I showed her the episode that wasn't even out yet because I just wanted her to like know all the facts at hand and feel that relief.
0: What was her reaction?
1: Cool. Great. Like she she's all, like this, this woman's my soulmate. Um, yeah. So I think I got a lot more confident when I became a mm-hmm. successful rapper mm-hmm. and like still like Lil Dicky was like my shtick, but like it wasn't like I wasn't announcing like the true details. I was like, I have a small dick like it was but it wasn't like I have a small several times operated on dick with mislocated holes and extra hole. like it wasn't all the details. Right. Uh, and I just think I had enough sexual encounters pre those details, but post Lil Dicky that like went favorably like we're like. I was creating an orgasm from the woman, you know? And, like, Mm -hmm. I just felt like a competent lover. And so I think I just, I was able to, I think it's more about, like, uh, how you work it and and, uh, just being, like, sweet and, I don't know.
0: A gentle lover. Gentle,
1: genuine, yeah.
0: To the tits. Yeah. Like, I had a gentle touch. I guess another last question to wrap that up is, like, how did you take me to the moment when you decided you were going to have your rap name be Lil
1: Dicky. Uh, like, I don't know how I came up with the idea, but like I had the idea and then I was like, well, I I wanted to do like, I felt like, especially initially I was like, my whole thing's going to be that is the, I'm the opposite of what you expect a rapper to be like. So mm-hmm. it's like, what, what, what is a name that in, like totally encapsulates that vibe? So like, to me, like rap is very hyper masculine, very like I'm the man. So I thought, i'm very self-deprecating in all ways so i thought i wanted my rap name to be like totally self-deprecating thought of lil dicky um and then made a whole list of names for like months trying to beat lil dicky um and i never beat it and i was just like okay i think this like the bat the second best one to me was and it is a good one Uh And i sometimes ask myself would i have been as successful with this rap Mm. name young man hearing that young man's dope
0: young man's great
1: yeah someone should be young man
0: someone out there should be young man however (laughs) yeah there's no personal yeah it doesn't
1: have that zing
0: it's like who the fuck is little dicky yeah
1: i know so so i view my rap name like honestly truthfully i hate my rap name but i also love it because it's like i think why do you hate it because it's just like when like when i see people on the street they're like yo dicky i just like don't see myself as like dicky <laughs> you know like it's, i don't like re- like it doesn't i don't re- I, like i go like a little bit cringy when people are like yo dicky like i don't i know i never grew up people calling me dicky
0: it had it been little dick would Lil you D- like that like I, hey dick
1: i think i might but little dick is too like i don't know like too overt like with little dicky i think it was perfect because mm. you're thinking like is it is that what it right. like like
0: but now that you've been so open, you could get rid of the why. Like you could leave this room today and no. say, it's little dick.
1: I love little Dickie. It's like okay. it's, it's it's the it's the it's my curse and my blessing, and i I bear it and I bear it proudly.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to meet you in person. Am I not what you thought I would be? No. I think you're like way more like sensitive and normal and grounded and like you're really funny, but I can tell that like now knowing more about you and where you came from, like you're, of course you're funny, but like you're a really, how do I say this? You're like a really sweet guy that is like in a very flashy world yeah. that can get a little bit misinterpreted, sure. especially because you're playing a version of yourself on a show. But naturally, I mean, I felt it sometimes with my show where I'm like, I don't talk every minute of the day so like in the past shows i like never shut the fuck up and i was talking about sex and dating and relationships but it's like i'm not doing that all the time yeah so i'm i'm relating to a little bit in the sense of like who you're portraying online and a character even you just being like a rapper let's just start there like yeah rappers have a certain persona you know what i mean especially me
1: you know it's like i yeah the show really i think helped for anyone who was like, I don't know about that little dicky guy. Seeing the show is like, you, you, even if I'm not the same exact, you're able, it's way more than just like seeing a music video of a guy, yes. like rhyming, yes, and everything's rhyming.
0: Good point. Good like, point.
1: Talking in a rap voice, mm-hmm. and I think with the show, I, I, I do. Tr- I want to come. I don't like. I don't want to be an unlikable character, and I think I'm. I'm not.
0: This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Okay, here's the thing. I try my best to keep up with like what I, you know, subscribe to. And a lot of times I'm doing a little subscription so I can like quickly get the deal. And then I actually don't want to be a part of the subscription anymore. Or I signed up for a subscription in college and I forgot that I never unsubscribed. Daddy gang, we all have found subscriptions that were like, what The heck, how am I still subscribed to this? How can I even start to figure out what am I subscribed to and how do I get rid of all of this, okay? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the apps features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash daddy. That's rocketmoney.com slash daddy rocketmoney.com slash daddy. This episode is brought to you by Botox Cosmetic on a toxin A. Did you know Botox Cosmetic has been FDA approved for over 20 years? But here's the cherry on top. Botox Cosmetic has an official loyalty program called Ally that is spelled a-L-L-E. It's totally free to join and it's accepted at over 24,000 practices across the country. With Ali, you can earn points for Botox cosmetic treatments and get access to exclusive offers. There's even one going on right now to see if you're eligible for the offer and savings on your next Botox cosmetic treatment. You can visit BotoxCosmetic.com D. Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For prescribing information and boxed warning, visit Botoxcosmetic.com or call 877 351 300 intended for US audiences only. This episode is brought to you by Love Island season six. Dottie Gang. We got a text. <laughs> I am so ready for Love Island to be back. I am obsessed. Okay. The one and only Ariana Maddox is hosting the new season of Love Island USA out June 11th on Peacock. We are talking a brand new villa loaded with fresh bombshells and our favorite Scottish hottie Ian Sterling is back narrating all the fun. Love Island USA starts Tuesday, June 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern with new episodes six days a week exclusively on Peacock. Visit PeacockTV.com to learn more. You said that the writer's room for your show, Dave, is like a group therapy session, except it's one where the sole focus is on you, which is kind of fucking interesting. What is a hard truth? that you've been hit with in the writer's room if ever because everyone's focusing on you like Dave, what are we like
1: yeah like what are your flaws yeah 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 how do they manifest is there
0: anything that you've in a writer's room been like fuck i need to like think about that more
1: i'm pretty Mm -hmm. self-aware and i and i i i've never felt like and I guess the writers do a good I can tell that they all genuinely like me. And, like, we, I'm friends with a lot of them. And I think, you know, I've told them – I'll tell them stories of, like, my selfishness. Like, but it's, like, they're they – I've always it. known I was selfish. So mm-hmm. it's, like, I, I just, by default, have, like, kind of always lived life. And it's a privileged perspective to have. But, like, trying to maximize my self-interest. And, like, you know, for example, just, like, dating – I never got girls growing up like, oh, now I'm a a famous rapper and I have social leverage like I have my pick of the litter. I think that's it's kind of an abuse of power and Mm -hmm. like especially the way gender dynamics are by default in current society. It's like not an even playing field to begin with. So then for me to be like, this is my competitive advantage. You're not thinking about the other person as a human being. And like it's like, you know what you're like trying to be like, oh, I. I deserve the best girl. I'm waiting till I have like perfection in a mm-hmm. woman, and no one's ever going to be perfect. And that's a flawed way to date. That's really a privileged way to think about things in general because we're operating as men under the skewed power structure. Where and like my I went on so many dates. Like no one has dated more than me, and I I feel like the main thing I would learn as I talked to the women that I was dating was how shitty guys are.
0: Interesting. And, and I
1: think that it's just a, a, a current climate where. I think by default, you—it's like the norm is where like the man has like you know think about like the way even proposing works. A woman has to just wait until the man decides they're worthy enough to then. It's like all kind of so baked in. It's so true. Just having those com- with my girlfriend or having the conversations mm-hmm. with the women in the writers' room and like not ever realizing that that like I never think to myself I'm not like a shitty guy with girls. Like I really don't I feel know. that way, but. I don't think I realized that just even by default by just allowing the status quo to be what it is I am being kind of shitty in a way and I think that's something where I was like huh it wasn't more like oh man I feel so bad about myself it's more I'm so happy that I'm in a position where I get to have these conversations and learn and then make art that can portray that and then so some other guy who's watching it could be like do I behave that way and like make them ask them them those questions thoughts Dave
0: (laughs) I'm really impressed Huh. I you said it and you didn't need to say it because I as I've been sitting here with you and I guess it's because we both have you know therapist mothers but like you are very self-aware and I think it's really refreshing to hear a white hetero man with money and yes power just be like oh yeah like I think it's so obvious to me that this is the dynamic yeah. and I think on top of it having fame it it makes it even harder I think for women to look objectively at a situation if they're on a date with you and feel like I-, I have an equal say in this like yeah they're just happy to be there sometimes because the power dynamic is so off yeah that I think it's interesting to hear you talk about coming to the realization and then when so you met when did you meet your girlfriend
1: 2020
0: so you were already famous yeah how did that go how did you
1: meet one of the writers on my show, uh, Vanessa, mm-hmm. woman I love, uh, I kept saying, you know, you got to set me up like, you know, I was like, re- I'm a hopeless romantic for sure. Like I re- like I wasn't like going on all these dates to like, fuck, I was going to like meet my wife, like and like I worked so hard that simply having a date set up in the week was like my like beacon of hope that like I would work to I was like, I can't wait till Thursday when I meet. Lauren uh we're just making a name up and right. like maybe Lauren's my wife and then like I'd meet Lauren and I'd be like I don't know and and then I would be like oh on to the next one which is like kind of like a, an unfair way to approach it I knew that I would always have in theory kind of I, I know that my personality I really am nice and for the most part I'm gonna like be able to get the second date yeah and I think I went into every date being like is this my wife? Am I blown away? Am I fully blown away to the point where like, I can't even think about, I like, uh, no. Okay. Then it's not right for me. And it's- okay, wait.
0: before we move forward from that, that's so interesting. So you went on all these dates and did you, how, like, vulnerable do you get on these dates? Because I thought it was interesting that you said all these women, the th- common theme was them talking about, like, how shitty guys are. But I feel like it's because you're such a good guy that they immediately, like, why aren't guys like this treating women like this? Like, were you being overly sweet to these people?
1: Uh, Well, I think I'm being kind of, I think I just you're kind yourself. of by default am sweet. Um, I, I definitely, like, if I'm on a date, I'm trying to be charming. Like, I would be, like, mm-hmm. you know, super...
0: Did you have any things you would do on dates that was like your go-to? Oh yeah.
1: Tell us. First off, my go-to pickup line. Okay. Every time was, excuse me, what's your availability as far as being hit on right now? Like, are you open-minded to that type of thing or not even remotely? It's good. Yeah, and it's, it's just it's, it's like, what else? Am I, I'm not gonna be like, hey, how's your night going? I don't <laughs> Has, even know you. you right? Know, Has I mean,
0: anyone ever been like, fuck off?
1: They've been like, oh, uh, not, I'm not open. I have a boyfriend, but like that was nice that was good yeah great feedback with that line that's Um, fucking great thank you very why why it's all such bullshit just be like hey like are you down to get hit on by me in this moment or not like you know let's
0: be transparent yeah
1: i met my girlfriend at the right time for sure because it was covid and like like it allowed me to like slow down and like give love a shot and like i my current girlfriend is my soulmate like i'm just obsessed with her when she met me she was fresh off of like a long breakup. And so she mm-hmm. wasn't like trying to get into a relationship either. So I think for her, it was like, oh, cool. Like, like rapper, like, you know, funny guy. Like, this is an exciting thing for me to, I never thought this was going to be the next mm-hmm. guy I dated. And I think I just, she was like, like, it was good for her to have some, something to like really look forward to. Like her whole life just changed due to her last breakup. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think we just like fell in love with each other. And We're going
0: to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. I do have one more question about your penis. Yeah. Two questions. Because <laughs> then I want to go more into the relationship side of things mm-hmm. and sex. Um, what is your relationship with your penis now at this very moment?
1: I love it. I love it the way you love like a flawed Pixar character. It's like this charming like f- Pixar character that's like a little bit misshapen. I, for example... You know, talk about my dick all the time. Mm-hmm. And like the guys who who made the score for the first two seasons of the show mm-hmm. are like, my, I love these men. Like they're like, I, they're like one of my best friends in LA and like I love hanging out with them, but they had never seen my dick. And uh, like they were obviously, they were like, what, just show us your dick. Yeah. And I showed it to them and they were just like, man, you, you couldn't, like I was worried that it was going to be like overhyped, but like I've never like, thought something was like smaller and bigger at the same. It's like so small yet. It's so big. It's so like, like f- fucked up, but like so beautiful. They were like, it's this perfect, like contradicting thing that like, like they really were blown away. And like, you know, every now and then when we're like struggling to like come up with score, like, and they, I can tell they need motivation. I'll like show them my dick and they'll be like, all right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to lock in.
0: Picturing, you standing there in that room, just pulling your pants oh, down, and then like, okay.
1: There are scenes that we've like scored for the show where like literally like two men are like playing the keyboard, and I'm just like butt naked sitting there. Because <laughs> it just gives them such motivation. It's just yeah, I, I, it's just funny. It's a funny thing. Like right. there's certain like I don't know if you've seen uh, season two, like where like me and Benny like do that. Like there's have you seen that episode? I haven't seen that episode. Okay, yeah, good. You would have a lot of questions, I think. Uh, but there's like a certain like Jewish, like there are times where like I've jerked off and like other guys were in the room as a kid and like we're all just jerking off at the same time in the same room. Is that a Jewish thing? I don't know if it's a Jewish thing, but it might be like a suburban
0: Pennsylvania Pennsylvania fucked up kid thing Yeah, I'm going to ask my friends if they ever jerked off in the same room in a Pennsylvania basement
1: I'd love to know the stats Uh, yeah
0: I'll let you know if you could tell your 10 year old penis something what would you say to him
1: girls don't know what it's supposed to look like it's all going to be okay it functions it works it's like it will develop like really like it's like a nice weight there was one time I remember uh, where like I expressed insecurity about like the length of my dick. And like a woman said, like, it's so, uh, there's such girth and that there's, you can't, uh, there's nothing better than a well weighted dick. She said, and that, that stuck with me. So I would say, Hey man, you got a weird dick, but it's going to work. It's going to work out well. And and you're going to be able to create the female orgasm. And that's, that's all that matters.
0: I will say a smaller penis is better for yeah i personally think a smaller penis is better for allowing a girl to have an orgasm cool because you can just hit a little bit more near that area where a large penis i'm like you're more near my belly button yeah that's not where like the g-spot area is let's like back it out so i put half of it in there yeah but for
1: you yeah you can enjoy yourself going all in i get all in and then i'm i'm in and that now i'm wiggling you know i'm in and i'm i'm slow grinding right you know it's not it's not i'm not doing that
0: no we're in we're marinating oh my
1: god your
0: girlfriend's like why were you doing on that show speaking of your girlfriend
1: do you guys live together yeah we just got a puppy
0: (gasps) what kind
1: a cockapoo reggie
0: reggie he's the cutest you should have called him young man
1: Maybe I will. There's still time. That <laughs> okay. could be his nickname.
0: What is something that you learned about the opposite sex by living with your girlfriend?
1: I feel like we, there's no friction whatsoever as far as us living together. That's great. She, we're very similar. I've actually never met anybody from a personality perspective more similar to me than my girlfriend. Um, so That's it's great. like, yeah, it's bizarre. And I didn't know who I was going to end up with like as far as I kind of always thought like, Whoever I'm going to end up with is going to be the opposite of me to like that. Mm. But it's it's actually not it's actually case. great to be like so on the same page about everything in life. I agree. So it's.
0: Do you want to get married? Yeah. Have you yeah. talked about it?
1: Yeah. I talk about it all the time.
0: That's great. It's going to go down.
1: Yeah. Have got, you
0: thought about how you're going to propose?
1: A little bit, but not not. It's I'm so basically it'd be like the way i am with my show right now like i can't even believe i'm here like i it, it i can't believe how hard it is to finish this show yeah. like the post schedule like this show is get, getting worked on in real time all the way so it's like i'm like if i like hit my head on the way out of here and went to the hospital for 2 weeks i think we'd like miss air dates you know what i mean like oh we so it's like every day is like game 7 right now so for me i don't i don't want to like even think about like that mm-hmm. type of thing until like i'm actually like i want to be able to focus on her. It's like it's kind of a shit like it's It's hard to date me in the sense that I'm always distracted with the task at hand
0: are you neglecting your girlfriend
1: i don't think so i mean, i mean maybe
0: Let's in, in a her. sense in a
1: sense I, I i but not in a way that's surprising or right and it's like because I think working from home is so nice because like mm-hmm. now that she's not going into not, it, it's like, it's, we're both always right. there. We're in we're overlapping. I think what's most important is that I, I, when I'm with her and I'm not, it's like, don't neglect there. Like, you know, be present yeah. in that moment.
0: And I'm sure I think to be with someone, obviously like you, like I'm sure she, you guys have a good balance of like, she knows what you're, you're doing and you're grinding it out right now. And you're at such a great point in your career that like, there's moments in relationships where you have to, be there for your partner while they're going through it. And then all of a sudden the show could be done one day. And then it's like, you got to be there for her with whatever she's going through. She
1: couldn't be more supportive. And like, it's so, it's so nice to have that. And I couldn't appreciate her more or love her more.
0: What is your taste in porn?
1: Uh, super HD. Like, you know, if there's anything non HD, I'm not interested. I like, like I can just, I mean, I don't know if uh, like, I like things that feel like real, like, I, have you ever heard of like X art, X dash art? No. Go Google or you, Pornhub search X dash art and you'll see it's like very like slice of life, handheld, well lit, well shot. Huh. It feels so real. It's so it's not like it's like on a sweet. tripod. It's, yeah, it's not a tripod. Uh-huh. I don't like when the dick is too big.
0: Scary. Yeah.
1: I like can't relate. You know, <laughs> I love watching head more than actually getting head.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, because maybe you like jerking yourself off more than you like getting head. Probably, so you yeah. can jerk off while you're watching yeah. someone get head. But you're like, but I don't have to get head. I can just jerk yeah. myself off. What is the best skill you have to offer in the bedroom?
1: I'd say I, truly my, my touch. Like my sense of touch. Like when I'm like, when the hand is like drifting up the thigh. You know, like that's my. That.
0: You've got the hand. I got the
1: hand. I got the touch like a great tickle.
0: A tickle? Yeah. Yeah. So are you good at like fingering? Yeah. Have you been given that note?
1: I think so, yeah. Okay. I feel like better about like the way I, I get my hands on someone than mm-hmm. I do like necessarily like going down on them.
0: Okay.
1: Um, not that I think I'm like – I just don't I – th- I think like I look at myself as like an artist with the touch. <laughs> going down, I don't know. I'm kind of like – it's like a free-for-all and I'm not even sure what's going on.
0: I love the self-awareness because yeah. some men need to recognize that. Like if you don't know, you're great at it to every man listening don't eat a girl out if you really don't think like you know what you're doing because it's actually so sad for us because we're like how do i tell him just to come up and fuck me like let's just just stop just just stop fingering is 10 times better Um, because sometimes the guy doesn't know how to use the tongue. So it's like, let's just cut to the chase. You're not even rubbing my clit. Yeah. Like you're on like a random patch of skin. That's not even my labia. Like we're not in the region for you to stay down there for more than like 30 seconds. Just get up here. Yeah. So you're good with the touch.
1: Yeah. Okay. Touch guy.
0: Have you ever made a sex tape? No. If you ever did, what would the tone of the sex tape be and how would you produce it?
1: I do think that I could have been like a porn star because of that like Pixar-like quality that like I think would be like heroic for like the people to like see such a flawed dick in porn. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. This is like, this is tough. Like I do, like I don't send dick pics like. You've never sent a dick pic in your life? Never.
0: I think that's smart. Like just no have, one needs a dick pic anyways.
1: No, my dick is too, uh. No.
0: I don't care how good a dick is or a bad, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No one needs a dick pic really. Yeah.
1: I think like uh, Pam and Tommy style like mm-hmm. vintage camera like mm-hmm. feeling like fly on the wall and like there's like a special moment between mm-hmm. the two people if I had to make one.
0: What is something unusual that turns you on?
1: One of my favorite phases of sexuality mm-hmm. is the moment where the my dick is being touched over my underwear. I'll be hooking up hmm. and i'm not just i'm not speaking about my sexual vision with my girlfriend i'm just saying my past experiences mm-hmm. and uh like a girl will be trying to take the underwear off and i'll keep it on i'll i'll, I'll wait because it's my favorite phase huh? is like the over underwear touching of the boner it's mm-hmm. like my favorite part of the whole thing
0: but do girls ever be like oh does he not want me to go down i
1: uh, I probably just because I, yes, because I, they're like, oh, so clearly love the hand. Yeah, they're they're like, right. well, like, yeah and they're like
0: little dicky. Oh, like maybe. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Maybe that's almost, it's like a little lingering from your past of like, you used to actually be like, no, don't go down there. And you hiked him up. It Hi. could be,
1: it could be like, think about it, my underwear on, like that's mm-hmm. the thing, I, uh, you know, you and know, now
0: it gets you off that you actually will eventually, you know, you'll let them take it off. But yeah. like, let's linger in the, yeah. like, don't foreplay. take them off in the foreplay.
1: Yeah. I'm a big, I like foreplay.
0: What do you want people to know about you? As we wrap up this episode, like what is something you feel like is a little like misconception? Like you wish people got more about you.
1: I don't know. I think I'm an open book, but I feel as though if I had to answer that question, I would say for the people out there who might see a little dicky rap video and think, you know, that's like a satirical based joke about mm-hmm. like that re- requires like a tongue in cheek, y adjacent perspective mm-hmm. to know that there's probably thought Behind it, and I really value the joke. I love making jokes, and I honor the joke. And as a human being, I feel like I am a good man,
0: a young man, Uh, yeah, young man. Little Vicky, thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. I really had no idea what to expect, and I had a great time talking to you today. Great, did you have a good time? Yeah, nothing too offensive.
1: No, I thought time flew.
0: This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Daddy Gang, summer of Dash Pass is back and better than ever with five weeks of deals and exclusive items that you can only get on DoorDash. Now through July 24th, you can enjoy savings at restaurants, grocery stores, retail shops, and more. You'll also get access to member only deals on hot wings, ice cream, and everything in between. Plus get the best deals and exclusive items from your favorite brands like Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Ulta Beauty. So order on DoorDash and save big during summer of Dash Pass. Sign up today. Dash Pass benefits apply only to eligible orders. Terms apply.